Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Pitbull Mechanic. And this episode is random shit coming to you live from my living room. Hey everyone, hope you're all doing well. Uh, on this uh, episode that um, <laughs> has been coming for a little while, kind of been super busy. But now that I'm on track to do more episodes, I just got done watching a uh, episode of Net Geo Wild with Caesar Milan, Better Human, Better Dogs, or whatever it is called. It's just the dog whisper. Anyways, um, I don't really have an issue with him other than, you know, he puts on this show and he does things for the sake of the show, which is <laughs> really useless and it and it doesn't help people really understand how things can be done in a simple matter. Um, you might hear my dog in the background shuffling around in this crate. Um, we're doing some downtime right now. Anyways, it just goes above and beyond what needs to be done. Like this particular episode, he... Um, could have just had the owner put the lead on, you know, the dog, the slip lead on the dog and not have to use a tennis racket, you know, to show the dog be vicious and whatnot. It's just, again, it goes above and beyond what it needs to be. And he relates to the dog needing rehab when the dog's never had any initial training and I've said it before, these are all initial words or words to, uh, you know, um, make you feel like this dog um, has uh, been trained and now he's he's needing, needing to be rehabilitated like a, a drug addict or an alcoholic. And it's like, no, the dog's never had any training whatsoever, so... There is no rehab. Those are just silly words that, you know, trainers like to use uh, to attach the human aspect of things to, so that they make a connection. And that's basically Caesar, always trying to make a connection with someone on some level, whether it's something to do with their job, <laughs> you know, relating it to their dog. And it's like, no, just keep it simple. But he makes it complicated so it appears to be complicated and that he's um, putting all this work in. And the other thing that bothers me about uh, the TV show is that he never credits the people that help him, you know, that work for him. It's like you're obviously doing what needs to be done on the camera for the show. But once you're off doing another show or whatever it is you're doing... um, other people are working with these dogs to help you. So give credit where credit is due. I also watched a TikTok video where a woman is holding her dog because it's having a seizure and just repeatedly saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And this is very... um, wrong because 
not only are you stressing your dog out while it's going through the seizure because you're holding it or trying to hold it down, but you're also talking to it and confusing it, making a situation worse because now you're in a panic state. And if someone is having a seizure, the last thing you want to do is hold them down. It's no different from a dog. You obviously want to make sure that the space around them is safe, right? But the last thing you want to do is talk to them. My um, oldest brother had a seizure out of nowhere. Obviously, they come out of nowhere, but <clears throat> his first is what I'm saying. And he was held down by relatives and ended up breaking both his shoulders. And they, they, they sat there and they tried to talk him into, you know, uh, stopping this seizure. <laughs> and it's like the seizure stops when it stops. Same goes for the dog. And you're creating this very bad environment for your dog while he's going through this, making, making a bad situation worse. So don't do this. You know, and then you, you read the comments and everyone's like, oh, poor baby. Oh, I feel your pain. You know, um, it's like, no, don't do that. Don't talk to your dog. <laughs> don't hold your dog down. Just make sure he's safe on a bed or, you know, dog bed or whatever. Again, there's nothing that you can do to stop it. But you can make it less of an episode. Because the more stress you're putting your dog under, the more you're going to continue this episode to go on. I will hopefully do a, um, uh, whatever it's called on TikTok, where, you know, you put the video up and you rant about it or whatever you go on about it uh, on there. Um, I'll eventually get a minute to do that, but... For now, I just kind of wanted to talk about it and how bad it is to put your dog in these situations of continuously talking to them, you know, in general. You know, let your body language do the talking. You know, let your sternness, your corrections do the talking, you know, if your dog needs to be corrected for any reason. It's called a stitch on TikTok. Anyways... When you make comments or when people make comments on there and praising this woman for what they think is, you know, a good thing that she's doing, obviously it's putting the wrong information out there because majority people don't understand or know what they should do. And that's why I'm speaking about it. And yeah, she thinks she's doing the right thing by comforting her dog, but in reality, it's the wrong thing. You know, people always go for that. Let me let me comfort my dog where, yeah, there's a time and place for that. But most of the time, people are doing it, you know, at the wrong time, wrong timing. And this is why it's important to, you know, um, learn as much as you can about your dog. You know, a dog's behavior and how they work. Um, so, yeah, instead of praising the woman, you know, people should be telling her that it's not the right thing to be doing or, you know, it's the incorrect thing to do is what I'm saying. 
And as I watch more of these <laughs> TikToks, you know, on my downtime, a lot of them obviously come up about dogs and people um, feeling that it's cute, that their dogs are aggressive towards them, you know, when they try to take something away from them. Again, sending the wrong message, you know, for clout. Obviously, these people don't know what, you know, what it is that they're doing to their dog, putting their dog under a lot of stress. And that's that was my, my main <clears throat> point about, or what I was trying to make my main point about the Caesar rant was that he was putting that dog under a lot of stress for no reason. Well, I take that back for his show, which really, you know, should be no reason. Let's show people how to do things a different manner and not put dogs under stress just so you can make, you know, a show about it. Where, yeah, you can still make a show about how to do things without stressing out dogs. And my next rant is about allowing your dog to greet people at the door. Um, you know, this is a good way of setting up your dog to, one, bolt out the door. Two, you know, uh, possibly, you know, um, jump on people or hurt someone. Um, it, it is very uh, stressful for a dog to be greeting your guests. There's no time there for your dog to be settled and relaxed um, for your guests to come into your home because they're all over them right in the beginning. You know, your dog should be in its bed or in its crate if, if it hasn't been trained to be in its bed. You know, as your guests come in, allowing your dog to take them in through smell and relaxation, you know, and then allowing them. 10 minutes or so to come out and even at that point you know have your guests ignore your dog because your dog is just walking around just smelling everyone where they've been what they've eaten (laughs) what dogs have been around them you know let them take everything in It, it it's a better way to relax them into your environment of you know you having guests over why put them in a position to fail constantly being at your front door when it's not necessary? And they're in the way. You know, they're on their foot, underfoot, so excuse me. And, you know, you, <laughs> you see it all the time, right, on these videos. People getting tripped up by their dogs or their dogs bolts out the door, knocking them over. <laughs> Again, don't allow your dog to greet people at the front door. It's unnecessary. Plus, you're telling your dog that he needs to... Um, you know, uh, guard when it isn't necessary. Uh, guards, be, uh, excuse me, dogs become territorial because we allow them to. We give them that responsibility. And if anything, I'm, I'm about or mostly about is taking responsibility off of dogs' shoulders to make them be more relaxed, better dogs. So if we constantly keep putting, um, you know, uh, responsibilities on our dogs, then that, you know, our dogs are never going to be relaxed in their own skin. So, again, don't allow your dog to be at your front door. Um, it's just unnecessary, unnecessary. 
if your dog barks a lot because someone knocks at your door or you open up your door, your dog shouldn't be in your living room. You know, it should be in a different part of your home um, where he needs to use his nose, you know, before he sees them or reacts to them. Uh, because once that knee-jerk reaction is there, you know, it's just going to keep happening and it's going to be harder for you to reel him in. So don't allow your dog to uh, greet people at your door. Um, and you'll have a better um, relaxed dog in your home. Sorry if you're hearing a lot of uh, background noise. I'm doing this on my phone. I just want to get this out there, um, get uh, the podcast rolling again, putting more content out there for you guys to um, listen to and information, obviously, to help hearing your dogs. Um, At the moment, I have one, two, three, four, five dogs in my home. Uh, I am in my living room, and as you can... uh, here, there's there's no parking, there's no noise. Uh, my Rez is shuffling around in his crate because we're just, you know, downtime. And I will um, knock on the door, see if we get any, um, <laughs> anybody uh, not liking the door being knocked on. And if they do bark, then they will be corrected, and you will be able to hear um, me correct them. So here we go. <laughs> Quiet. So one of them barked, and that's fine. But again, I said quiet, and we're up to that point where they understand that once is enough. You want your dog to bark. When someone knocks at your door to let people know that there is a dog in the home, intruders or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but when you say quiet, that should be it. And there's a process to that. And I've spoken about it, you know, precursors in whatever you're doing with your dog to allow them to learn that they will be corrected if they don't curve their behavior. So again, um, the dog, one of the dogs has just barked. Um, uh, she is here for board and train. And she is barking because she is more timid, insecure dog uh, than her uh, counterpart, <laughs> her brother over here. So, again, <laughs> learning to um, understand that it's fine that if you bark once, but when you're told you know, to be quiet, then that's what you need to do, is be quiet, the end of it. Um, the same goes for when you open up your door, someone rings your doorbell, and they, you know, bark. You should be able to take a moment, turn around, say quiet, and they should just, you know, quiet down without any other issues while you have, or while you're dealing with someone who's at your door. And that's something that um, needs to be done on a daily basis so that they start to understand what the program is, what, what is asked of them, you know. And when the dog understands what is asked of them every day, again, they're going to be more relaxed because they know what to expect 
of their world or in their world. So, um, <clears throat> you know, do these little exercises randomly, you know, knock at your door. If they bark, then, you know, say quiet. And if they bark again, you walk up to the crate, you give them a stern look at the same time pointing, using body language, raising your voice a little higher, quiet again. You know, I use the word quiet, or you can use the word no, whatever. Be consistent. Um, and then, you know, at that point, if they don't uh, quiet down, then it's okay to go in for the correction. And the correction can be just, you know, walking up to the crate, racking on it, you know, with your hand to make a noise to kind of get them a little startled. Um, and them understanding that the next time I say quiet, they need to quiet or else they're going to get startled and they don't want to get startled. So again, they're going to curve their behavior and there's nothing wrong with them being startled. You know, people have a hard time with this understanding that it's not a punishment, it's a correction. You know, if they're among other dogs, they're going to be corrected. They're not going to be punished. It's going to be a correction if they don't stop their behavior or curve their behavior. This is what they know and understand through a nip. You know, if it needs to come to that. And I've talked about this in episodes before or in an episode before, and, and people, you know, need to understand that it's not punishment. It is a correction. Yes, is it negative? Yes. But dogs understand negativity from day one. They were born into this world understanding correction, where their place is through correction, not through praise. Not through rewards. So, practice these things. Um, you go a long ways so that you don't have unruly dogs in your house. And like I said, I'm standing in my living room. And as you can hear in the background, my dog's chewing on his bone. Maybe you can hear that. I'll get closer. Hey, bud. He stopped. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. And exercise your dogs, you know. I was just out hiking with my, um, you know, cattle dog. He needs that. You know, if you have a dog that's a breed that <laughs> has a lot of energy, then you need to get out there and mentally work them as well as physically, you know. So you can't just get a dog and say, oh, I'm not going to do anything with it. Don't just get a dog for looks, you know. Get a dog that fits your life, you know, style, I guess. You know, if you're going to be a couch potato, then get a dog that basically is a couch potato, a pug, you know, <laughs> a Frenchie. I mean, those dogs shouldn't be out there uh, being worked. As a matter of fact, on the hike, there's a couple with their puppy, hiking with a puppy. Now, they may think this is a good thing. But in reality, it's not because it is a puppy. It's still developing. You know, you're hurting its development by working it that hard. You need to wait until your dog is older. 
you know, above six months and, you know, to a one-year-old before you start even running with them, really get, you know, them at work. So keep that in mind when you get a dog. Don't get a dog for looks. Yes, I know there's a bunch of cute ones out there, <laughs> but get one that fits your, your, your lifestyle um, because if you're not going to put the work into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. And with that, I will talk to you soon.